This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. She was going like that, then what I did, what I did, what I did. Two young boys stabbed to death at a New York City shelter, their mother in police custody. Calls for a crackdown on peddlers of fake designer goods on the streets of New York City. President Biden ignores reporters' questions about a second run for the White House. Former President Donald Trump in damage control mode after rapper Ye brings a white supremacist to dinner with a third-time presidential candidate. Black Friday sales soared to $9.12 billion, up 2.13% over last year. Well, buy now, pay later options increased 78% from last year. The mother of two young boys in custody after she allegedly fatally stabbed her own two children, three years old and 11 months old, in the Bronx Saturday night. Police say the homicides happened at a family shelter on Echo Place in the Mount Hope section of the Bronx. NYPD Deputy Chief Louis DeSigli. A second 911 call was received reporting two unresponsive babies not breathing at the same location. Patrol officers returned to the apartment where they found an 11-month-old baby boy and a three-year-old male. The boys suffered multiple stab wounds to their neck and torso. The mother was taken for a psychiatric exam. Police first responded to an initial 911 call just before 7.30 p.m. when they found the mother inside the apartment on the third floor acting erratically. Less than an hour later, a second 911 call was received reporting to unresponsive children at the same location. Three months after a massive NYPD sting netted as much as $2 million in knockoff designer goods, peddlers of faux Fendi and pirated Prada are out in full force again. A petition is circulating now asking for a crackdown. The New York Post found some two dozen brazen sellers of knockoff goods during a brisk, doing a a brisk business while nearby police officers did nothing. One vendor spoke to Fox 5 News. They in no way come from Asian countries. When they come here, we get it from them. So we live in, we're little guys. It's just like a big cartel. For example, a Fugazi Dior tote bag was selling for 45 bucks on the streets. The real designer bag sells for $3,500. More than 700 people have signed a petition now supporting efforts to add more cops along Canal Street and the surrounding blocks of Church, Mercer Street, Leipsnard Street, and Broadway, where the sellers reportedly are. Well, President Joe Biden and his family back from the island of Nantucket, where they spent the holiday weekend with close family, including Biden's son, Hunter, who is expected to be a target of House Republican investigations in the next two years. When asked by reporters about another run for the White House in 2024, Biden gave no definitive answer. Mr. President, how are your 2024 conversations going? 
Politico reporting that California Governor Gavin Newsom will not challenge Biden for the 2024 Democratic nod should Biden declare. The Biden-Harris ticket, their White House, holds their first state dinner of the administration on Thursday. French President Emmanuel Macron arrives at the White House on Tuesday. Former President Donald Trump on Saturday said, yay, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West is a seriously troubled man whom he was just trying to help. Trump blaming the controversial musician for a dinner in which Trump says, yay, brought along known white supremacist Nick Fuentes. Trump said on Truth Social he did not know who Fuentes was. West posted a video on Twitter talking about his meeting with Trump and Fuentes. I think the thing that Trump was most perturbed about, me asking him to be my vice president, I think that was like lower on the list of things that caught him off guard. It was the fact that I walked in with intelligence. The dinner was at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. Fuentes has widely condemned racist comments and has denied the Holocaust, while several companies have cut ties with Ye after he made anti-Semitic comments last month. Consumers spent a record $9.12 billion online shopping during Black Friday this year, according to Adobe. That marks a 2.3% increase year over year. Electronics were a major contributor as online sales surged 221% over an average day in October, according to Adobe. Tours were up 285%, as was exercise equipment up 218%. Jeremy Pritchett, a shopper, spoke to Fox 2 St. Louis about the lack of lines at major retail stores on Black Friday. I see nothing. I'm surprised. Normally, it's wrapped all the way around the building. Today, no one. We would get there... Probably about midnight, get everything set up. We let people in early, give them donuts and coffee, you know, to try to slow down the stampede and stuff. And, I mean, it was the, it was busy, but it was also one of those that was always fun. And, I mean, it's kind of gone, it looks like. Many consumers embrace things like flexible payment plans on Black Friday as they continue to grapple with high prices and inflation. Buy now, pay later payments increased by 78% compared with the past week and Buy now, pay later. Revenue is also up 81% for the same time period. Former Congressman Denver Riggleman, the Republican out of Virginia, who worked as an advisor to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot, said on Sunday that committee vice chair, Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming, had outsized influence over its work. Riggleman spoke to CNN's Jim Acosta ahead of the release of the January 6th panel's much-anticipated final report. I do think that she should have had more members sort of taking the ball, you know, and running with it when it came to some of this reporting. But again, I haven't been there for a bit. It's hard for me to criticize specifically, but I do think that Liz probably had outsized influence and maybe too much influence on the committee. But on the other hand, that's my opinion. And again, I don't know what the final report looks like or what it's going to entail. The comments come after the Washington Post reported that anonymous committee staff are angered and disillusioned by Cheney's focus on former President Donald Trump in the draft report. Trump has called the work of the committee a witch hunt. The U.S. Senate runoff down in Georgia between the Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock and his Republican challenger, football legend Herschel Walker, has grown increasingly bitter nearing the December 6th special election. Texas Senator Ted Cruz last week spoke to Fox News at a rally in Georgia in support of Walker. Why do the Democrats hate Herschel so much? 
because he's a black man who's a conservative who has the courage to speak out. And, and the attitude of the Democrats is, the, is that African-Americans and Hispanics, we're not allowed to believe in freedom. We're not allowed to support the cops. We're not allowed to want to secure our country. We're definitely not allowed to believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And that is a lie. Warnock led Walker by 37,000 votes out of almost 4 million cast in the first round. But the senator fell short of the 50 percent threshold needed to avoid a runoff. Walker needs to attract the independent and moderate vote to secure a victory over Warnock. Control of the U.S. Senate already in Democratic hands due to the tie-breaking vote by Democratic VP Harris. Results of the November 8th election were announced Wednesday in Alaska, where ranked choice voting is in play. Both ranked choice votes were won by Democrat Mary Patola, who is UPIC, and with her win in the special election, she became the first Alaska native to serve in the U.S. Congress. The special election was held back in August following the sudden death of longtime Alaska Congressman Don Young. Republican Sarah Palin reemerged in Alaska politics over a decade after resigning as governor with hopes of winning the state's U.S. House seat. Here's Palin on Newsmax back in, back in uh, August. If I were asked to serve in, in the House um, and take his place, I would be humbled and honored, and I would. Yeah, in a heartbeat, I would. Palin lost two elections for the House seat. Republican Don Young held for some 49 years before his death in March, the special election, and the November general election. Batola is a former state lawmaker who cast Palin as a quitter and self-promoter. Dr. Anthony Fauci on Sunday scoffed at criticism that he aligned himself with Democratic leaders at the height of the COVID-19 outbreak and said he'd absolutely cooperate with an investigation by House Republicans into the viral pandemic. Fauci, now 81 years old, is the outgoing director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He made the comments after being asked about former VP Mike Pence's statements on the program last week. He appeared on NBC. Well, I have I respect the former vice president. We got along very well in, in the White House, but I disagree with him. I don't align myself with anybody, Chuck. I'm a physician. I'm a scientist. I'm a public health person. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. I go by the public health principles. Fauci also appeared on CBS's Face the Nation, where he said he would absolutely cooperate with a potential investigation into his handling of the COVID-19 viral pandemic and would be willing to testify before Congress if called by Republicans who have accused him of lying and abusing his power. Fauci, who had COVID-19 himself earlier in the year, urged Americans to take rapid tests for COVID-19 ahead of any holiday parties or gatherings and keep up on booster shots, warning of the surge in transmission of BQ1 and the BQ1.1 variants. A Mississippi-based furniture company laid off nearly their entire staff of nearly 3,002 days before Thanksgiving. It's one of the largest furniture manufacturers in the U.S., United Furniture Industries told employees via text overnight on Monday that they were not to come in for work the following morning. On Tuesday, yet another message told them that their health insurance would not be protected by COBRA. Justin Simmons, a former employee of United Furniture Industries, spoke to WXII 12 News in Mississippi. They could have gave us a week in notice advance, so we could have been looking for other jobs. But they just automatically hit us at once, no warning, no nothing. You can't even have dinner or anything because you ain't got the money to support it. You got to hope to God that the next day you wake up, you got a house or a car and get to work, not be homeless on the street. 
One former employee was actually arrested for trying to remove furniture from his truck after receiving his firing notice. Another ex-worker has filed a lawsuit against the company, which has facilities in Mississippi, California, and North Carolina. And back in July, the company also laid off some 490 employees. Kiev Mayor Vitaly Kleshenko appeared to criticize Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky on Sunday. The mayor accusing unnamed individuals of political dances after Zelensky called him out for lasting power outages in the city. Zelensky on Friday criticized Kleshenko, a former heavyweight boxer, for failing to set up emergency shelters fast enough. Zelensky spoke to Bloomberg last week about the importance of reclaiming Donbas and Crimea in order to achieve total victory over Russia. Unless we deoccupy the whole territory, this will not bring peace to us. Unfortunately, this is the leader of the Russian Federation. This is his decision. The Ukrainian leader also said some 600,000 homes were without power and some residents were cut off for up to 30 hours. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Let's head over to Justin Ellick with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. After your New York football giants lost to their division foe Dallas Cowboys 28-20 to in the Thanksgiving Day mid-afternoon game to fall to third place in the NFC East. The Jets, they needed to find a way to win a few days later in order to hold on to that same position in the AFC East. They were able to do just that, besting the Chicago Bears at MetLife by a score of 31-10 to in Game 1 of the Mike White quarterback era. White was better than good in his first start since assuming the starting position over the struggling Zach Wilson going 22 of 28 for 215 yards and three touchdowns through the air, including this dime to Garrett Wilson to open the scoring. Takes the snap, drops back, looks right, throws back right corner of the end zone, wide open! That call courtesy of Fox. Elijah Moore, which is a name Jets fans would like to hear more of, caught his first touchdown pass of the season en route to the win. And the Jets celebrate a new day and their new QB1 with a win to improve to 7-4 on the year. Just a game back of the Bills for second place in the AFC East. they got a tough one coming up on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, while the G-Men have a division bout scheduled at MetLife against the Washington Commanders. And we had a doubleheader on the hardwood yesterday as well as the Knicks and Nets were both in action. Let's start with the winners in the Nets, who dropped the Portland Trailblazers at home by a score of 111-90. A guy named Kevin Durant. He led all scorers with 31 points in his 37 minutes on the floor. And Jeremy Grant led Portland side with thir- uh, 29, excuse me, as the Nets continue to try and climb back into things after their slow start. He'll try and keep climbing tonight at home against the Orlando Magic. That tip-off set for 7.30 p.m. As for the Knicks, they lost a nail-biter at, uh, at the Garden, 127-123, with the Memphis-, Memphis Grizzlies in town. John Moran was the difference, registering a triple-double, while Jalen Brunson poured in 30 for the Knicks to try and counter, but to no avail as the Knicks will try and regroup today before heading out to Detroit to battle the Pistons tomorrow. And looking ahead on the ice, yeah, the Rangers and Devils meeting each other at the Garden uh, for a 7 p.m. puck drop tonight, while the Islanders, they're idle until tomorrow night in Philadelphia against the Flyers. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Justin. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street wrapping up a positive month as November trading ends. The Dow Jones Industrials, a three-day win streak. 
The S&P and NASDAQ posting gains. Investors this week keeping an eye on retail stocks after the big holiday shopping weekend. Salesforce reports earnings this week. The stock down nearly 7% over the past month, down nearly 40% this year. Salesforce announced sweeping layoffs to make up for slowing demand. Salesforce already cutting its full-year guidance ahead of Wednesday's quarterly report. Apple facing major iPhone 14 shortages. Supplies are reportedly running between 25 to 30% below average for a typical November. China's zero COVID policy causing major production delays at Apple's iPhone manufacturing plant. Apple stock down 18% this year. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. All right, futures sliding due to unrest in China over their zero COVID policy with some calling for the Chinese Premier Xi Jinping to step down. Futures for the Dow right now down 208 points at 34,148 or down 0.61%. The S&P's fall on 36. The Nasdaq down 127.5 points. Gold up $7.30 an ounce. Crude oil at $74.09 a barrel. That is down $2.19. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. For Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. Well, folks in Connecticut are feeling, well, a little bit healthier today. 77 WABC's Bob Brown explains. Connecticut is the second healthiest state in the nation. That's according to Total Shape, an online fitness resource. They analyze data on key health indicators in the U.S., like Google searches for gym memberships, how many gyms per capita, percentage of adult smokers, and obesity rates in each state. California was ranked number one, followed by Connecticut and then Massachusetts. The top three least healthiest states were West Virginia, Kentucky and Arkansas. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Dramatic rescue in Maryland. A single engine plane originating out of Westchester County Airport crashed into power lines in Maryland. The plane, a Mooney M20J, crashed right near Montgomery County Airport in Gaithersburg, Maryland, just before 6 p.m. Sunday, according to the FAA. Two people were on board the plane at the time and were not heard, according to Maryland officials. Montgomery County Fire Chief Scott Goldstein spoke to Fox 5 in D.C. about the number of power outages the plane crash caused. The number in the community is 85,000 to 90,000 customers are without power. As you all have reported, that is a wide swath from here down towards Wheaton, parts of Silver Spring, Olney, Aspen Hill. The FAA and the NTSB will investigate the cause of that crash. A man is charged with raping two women in the Bronx. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. Police say 28-year-old Deshaun Williams raped both women at the same hotel on Bruckner Boulevard in the Castle Hill section after responding to an online post. Cops say his first victim was back in September, his second earlier this month, and in both instances, he robbed the women, then raped them. Williams is charged with two counts of rape and menacing. 
Racing. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. The search is continuing for the father of an 11-month-old Naugatuck girl brutally killed. 11-month-old Camilla Francis Quinney was laid to rest during a private ceremony on Saturday. Police say the child had been choked, stabbed, and dismembered on November 18th. An arrest warrant is issued for the girl's father, 31-year-old Christopher Francis Quinney. It charges him with murder with special circumstances and risk of injury to a minor. Bond for Francis Quinney has been set at $5 million. Last week, Naugatuck police revealed more information about this case. Police Chief C. Colin McAllister called the crime horrific and gruesome. This is something that is, it it tears at the very fabric of our community, losing somebody so young who hasn't even had an opportunity to start their life yet. The baby girl died of neck compressions and stab wounds, police say. Her death has been ruled a homicide. Flames ripped through the Nassau County 2nd Police Precinct Station House in Woodbury, New York, out on Long Island on Saturday night. Officials say the building was so badly damaged that a new station house will have to be built. Here's Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman. We will be expediting the construction of a new precinct building. We already had plans for it as this is an aging precinct and was uh, coming towards the end of its useful life. Some people had to be treated for smoke inhalation due to that fire, but there were, however, no serious injuries resulting from Saturday night's fire. Police say they were able to get essential records out of that building and that there was absolutely no disruption in service. Officers will now work closely with the 8th Precinct and trailers will have to be brought on site so that the community can continue to be served until a new station house can be built. Authorities say that the cause of the fire is not suspicious. However, it remains under investigation. A man is in critical condition after being shot in his head in Manhattan. Police say this 44-year-old man was shot right in front of NYCHA's Fulton Houses on 400 West 17th Street in the Chelsea section of Manhattan Sunday night about 9.30 p.m. This victim was rushed to Bellevue Hospital. There's no update on his condition. Circumstances surrounding this shooting are unknown at this time. Police say a gun was recovered on the sidewalk and police were on scene recovering evidence as of last night. An investigation is ongoing. So far, no arrests in that particular shooting. And over in Brooklyn, 19 people, including one firefighter, suffered injuries following a fire Saturday night that started in a compactor shoot in an apartment building, according to the New York City Fire Department, that fire started just after 11 p.m. at the Farragut Houses at 111 Bridge Street. Some 60 firefighters responded to the scene of that fire, which was under control Sunday at 12.26 a.m. Well, a winter holiday market in Brooklyn, hoping to attract locals to do their holiday shopping in the community and not online this season. Dale Charles is the executive director of the bed Gateway Business Improvement District, and she spoke to New York One. When COVID hit, a lot of businesses lost their storefronts. I have over 80 vacant spaces on Pilton Street and still working out of 440, but it's still 80. That's a lot of storefronts that should be open. And the outdoor market opened for small business on Saturday. The day was first started by American Express some 13 years ago in an effort to get communities to support small businesses as the nation was facing a recession. 
A recent study by American Express found that 61 percent of small business owners say that the current economy is making it harder to compete with big box retailers. Wells Fargo is sponsoring the holiday market for a second year in a row. Wells Fargo hopes the event will bring more businesses to shops in the area around Marcy Plaza in Brooklyn. Well, the lighting of the world-famous Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center just around the corner. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. New York's Rockefeller Center is seeing lots of post-Thanksgiving foot traffic with locals and tourists lining up to skate in the shadow of the 82-foot Norway spruce. The scaffolding has been removed after crews worked to install 50,000 LED lights and a crystal tree topper. The city will officially ring in the holiday season with a lighting ceremony Wednesday night. Special performers include the Rockettes, Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, and Alicia Keys. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. If you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, WABCradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.